Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, bonjour, bonjour, bienvenue, um, what else can I say? Hi. Yasu, Yasu, <laughs> Yasu. <laughs> getting get, a little get Greek you, in there, get your Greek practicing, in there. <laughs> <laughs> Not hello enough. everybody, welcome, and uh, Miss Leslie will be leaving tomorrow morning for Athens. dear old Athens, Yes. Yes. So. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it's here. I know. Actually, so as exciting. we're podcasting, I'm simultaneously podcasting and packing. So I thought you'd appreciate that. Um, I, I was packed three weeks before I went, and then I'm packed and repacked and unpacked and repacked and unpacked and again. Well, in truth, as I told you, Pam, I have another bag that is pretty much packed, but I'm switching suitcases. So that's some of it. But. Um, I'm happy that everyone could join us today. Yes, I um, It's a beautiful spring day here in Pennsylvania. Actually, it feels more like summer. I don't know how it is in your neck of the woods, Pam, but it's high 70s, low 80s here, it's which usually de- we don't experience until June or July. Uh, yeah, last weekend it was in the 90s. So <laughs> that was Unbelievable. Not- <laughs> what can I tell you? What can I tell you? So, yeah, so that it's going to be an exciting time. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're very excited to get back to Athens. It's been a, a while for you, hasn't it? Yes. I, my, for those of you who haven't heard the story, I studied abroad in Athens in spring of 1990. Um, one of my dearest friends was my roommate during that period. Uh, her name is Melissa, and she now lives in Virginia. Uh, and we had a great time together. We've developed a very tight friendship. We travel often, and so do our daughters. We all get together. Our families get together sometimes to take trips, and so uh, fast forward, golf, I hate to even say it, 28 years, uh, my <laughs> daughter is at the, studying at the same program where I studied back in 1990. She is studying through Penn State's uh, semester in Athens at at the Athens Center, which is a great cultural center in the city. Um, And so we're returning. And in fact, um, we're going to stop by and there's a professor who was still teaching who taught me and my daughter. And the cultural center's director um, is still there as well. So uh, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's actually the professor's last year of teaching um, before he retires. So uh, it, it's it's going to be really special. And uh, beyond any of that, I'm just happy to see my daughter. I haven't seen her in so long. So yeah, she, she left in January or February? She left in the end of January. So yeah, that's a lot of, of course, it's a lot, it's a lot better now than when I was studying abroad because of technology, yes. uh, you know, the technology that we have here on the podcast that lets us connect with everybody from all over the place. Um, you know, we're using a, a Wi-Fi app called WhatsApp uh, right. that you may have heard of. So you can chat and message over Wi-Fi. Um, and we've been talking, it's almost like Skype in a way. And so I get to see Allie and I get to talk to her periodically. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas before, I, you know, when I studied, I literally had to walk about 20 to 25 minutes to a telephone building uh, downtown in Athens where we would make international calls. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so I was pretty much cut off besides some letters, uh, cut off from my family for the, the time that I was there. So this is, um, this is wonderful. Oh, that's great. So. Yeah, we're really excited, and my youngest daughter cannot wait to see her sister. She's really missed her, and uh, we're flying tomorrow. Um, Melissa, my roommate, and her daughter are coming over in a couple days, and then my husband will be joining us next week after uh, the Pennsylvania primary because he has to stay for work until the primary election's over. So um, that's a little background, but uh, because— because, um, yeah, and because I'm going to be in Athens and where we're staying does not have um, Wi-Fi. There are There is obviously Wi-Fi 
all over the place, but it's more cafes. Um, our, our lodging doesn't have it. So we are going to go on hiatus for a couple weeks until, um, until I return. So right. that's the downside. I really had grand visions of trying to podcast from Athens. I really thought we could try it, but um, you know, when you it, get it was not meant to be. Yeah, and you know, when you get into Europe, it can it can be iffy. I know when I was in um, London, it was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The when I was in Paris, the hotel I stayed in was kind of iffy, mm-hmm. and I got worried because it like at the very like two minutes before I was supposed to start broadcasting, it was, um, I, I, it, I couldn't, I couldn't get it working right. And I finally got it working right. So I was like, okay. And, <laughs> uh, but, and Italy was okay. The hotel I was in in Italy was the same one that Julia and Gabriel had been in. Well, of course. Well, the professor wouldn't steer you wrong. And That's you know, correct. the professor had to have a good Wi-Fi. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so we, we had that going for us. So. so I understand. So, But, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back uh, when Leslie gets back. I think our first podcast coming back is going to be on June 1st. Yes, um, yes, a, a very special podcast. And uh, we I, I'm, don't have the confirmation yet, but I think we're going to have a special guest on that one. Um, and uh, so once I get the confirmation, watch the Twitter sphere because it will be out there. Um, other announcements that we have, uh, Gabriel's Inferno uh, fan podcast had to cancel last Sunday because of some technical issues. They are supposed to be back uh, this Sunday, um, and uh, they'll be back at 5 p.m. So keep your fingers crossed, because I know sometimes, especially for Perling, it, it can be uh, the technology in Venezuela isn't always what it should be, so... Hopefully, keep your fingers crossed for that. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm sad. I'm going to be. I am sad. I'm going to be missing um, all the podcasts, and uh, I'll be off of Twitter pretty much. We're we're kind of trying to go uh, uh, go technology free for a little bit. So I'm going off the grid, folks. Always my cousin who lives in. Uh, She's my only living cousin on my father's side of the family. Um, mm. Lives in Minnesota, and uh, she's decided that she is going off Facebook. She can't deal with it anymore, so she sent me a text message. She's given me all her email and stuff like that. So if I need to talk to her, I can talk to her. Well, so, whatever works, whatever works for you exactly, is what I say. Exactly. And not to be mean, if I don't hear from her for three months, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. That's not being mean. It's just you're, she's not part of your everyday routine. No, definitely she's not. And she was not part of my aunt's uncle, my aunt's everyday routine either. But yeah. But been her grandmother. But in any event. So anyway. That's, that's a good thing. So, uh, <laughs> de Gabrielle will be on Saturdays at 3 p.m., um, uh, Mexico time, I believe that's 4 p.m. New York time they come on. And Nights Influencia, they should be back at some point. I think they were taking the month of May off. And uh, so keep a watch out for them. SR, uh, in a Facebook chat earlier this, uh, I think it was last Friday or Saturday, uh, mentioned that he is Gabe, writing Gabriel 4, which we knew. But he was saying that it was supposed to be a novella. And now he's going, I'm not so sure. So hopefully mm. it will be a full novel. So we'll, uh, it has to be, right? There's too much There's too much good yeah, stuff. Everybody wants to know too much what's going on. And, and there are hints, no, no, just hints from him, not even a real confirmation, that they, he's getting some notes together for an additional Man in the Black Suit. Oh my gosh! Really cool. That would be really cool. So I'm telling you, he needs to do it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He should. And uh, I think it could be a good Ian Fleming series type of thing. I know. Uh huh. And then um, we also he also said that great news should be coming in June or July. 
and there's more goodness coming sooner. <laughs> so I, I know that there's, a, there's talk about the Florentine series and the man in the black suit being uh, translated and hopefully that, that would be awesome that would be awesome so keep a, we'll have to keep an eye out from that for that and so make sure that you're either in SR's Fox's Den or on Facebook or sign up for his newsletter on www.sylvainreynard.com so, I love it mm -hmm. it's very exciting very very exciting I was going to say, how was, how was the, I know he was in a chat last week, mm -hmm. um, yes, which I chat. missed <laughs> along. And I know that MJ was also yes. in that uh, earlier. Um, and how was that, Pam? Oh, that was good. MJ's uh, teaser that she had um, was sounded really, really good. I'm looking forward to... Uh, seeing how that turns out she's thinking that we asked about a release date for her and she's not sure but it'll probably be in the fall sometime so i am not sure that's amazing yeah yeah i'm not sure whether she's going to be self-publishing uh either through locklear books or maybe even through argyle press or or how that's working out yet so you know keep an eye out and we sent her our best wishes because her son jesus has been uh very ill and he's been in the hospital I think he's she mentioned that he should be coming home on probably by the end of the week so which is really great I know we do all of us wish him and actually the whole family well because yeah. I know it's been a very very trying time it has and uh, shout out to the great medical care they've received in Miami um, yes. that's a very frightening have, dealing with any kind of infection is is yeah. can be and, it can be highly dangerous. And he's so on, he's on a really <laughs> heavy duty one, a really heavy duty one. Uh, Lorraine, I love it. <laughs> Lorraine just said I stalk him everywhere, <laughs> which is funny because that's pretty much what what Pam said before the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, She's like, I'm, I'm sure he thinks I'm a stalker. So, now, Nancy no, I said, you're just stalker. doing your job, Pam. You're just doing your job as a podcaster. You need to be up on what's going on in the author's writing. Exactly. Nancy Kane is the big stalker. She's the one that even posts pictures of Dolores Claiborne from Misery. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can get rather funny. But yeah, the chat that uh, SR and uh, also MJ was on it and Jen Locklear was on it. Yes. Well. Oh, I didn't realize Jen was on too. Yeah, I, she was. Uh, unfortunately, was not successful in uh, figuring out how to get into it until everybody was uh, everybody was <laughs> done. And uh, Argyle I tried. was involved in it. Susan Mango was involved in it as well. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was, it was cool. And, and actually what... It started out as a discussion of all these different authors, um, and it's going to everything that they've talked about and the auction that they had all goes towards um, a, a charity for um, domestic abuse. So, uh, Fantastic. That, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, uh, one of the uh, uh, organizers created a bracelet of SR's on novels she's got um the sr initials and she's got a book and uh she has the eiffel tower on there and the fleur de lis and some other stuff and uh she's willing to make them um if you if you were involved in that uh chat room i believe it was uh arkham i can't pronounce arkham's last name but uh if you go into her facebook page and uh you'll find the link to Harper, who is the one that was creating the bracelets. You can order them. Uh, she's also doing a 50 shades bracelet as well. So, you know, charm bracelet. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, that is really good. And SR with the bracelet for the auction also was sending a, an autograph of some sort. Um, I, you know, I, wonderful. I, yeah. 
And I won the auction, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pam, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Harper actually is sending me the bracelet, and she's waiting for, uh, I have to go, just to go through Nina to get the stuff from SR, so. That uh, is great. Yes, and I yes. see Lorraine said she ordered one, and it's shipped today, yep. so. That's great. Fantastic, Lorraine, and congratulations yes, to congratulations. Pam. And Lori's there. Hi, Lori. So Hi, nice. Lori. I'm so glad you could join today. So we were, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, I'm, I'm excited to get the bracelet. And... The bracelet was really cute. Was it the charm one that I saw yes. online? Yes. Am I thinking the right one? Yes. I thought that was very clever. I thought that they did a really good job with that. So... Yeah, we so might have to uh, see if they could do one for the man in the black suit. Hey, you never know. Well, that's what the I know. Towers for. <laughs> the, the different charms just represent those stories, the Gabriels and Florentine and um, Paris. So it's Florentine. I love Paris, it. Basically, yeah. so, I yeah, love so it. It was, it was, it's good. And it was, it's a worthy cause. So um, Anyway, so that's where we are on announcements today. And, yes. Uh, hey. And we're ready, I guess, now. And Lori's sad that she's very late. Don't worry, Don't Lori. Worry we haven't that. even started the chapter. We were just doing announcements. Um, just and just a quick catch-up is, you know, we have all the other podcasts going on. And that SR is deep in the writing cave. Um, and our podcast is going to be off the air for a few weeks because as I think you remember, I'm going to visit my daughter in Athens, Greece. So um, we were gonna try and podcast from Athens, but I'm not staying at a place with Wi-Fi. So we're going to just uh, take a few weeks and then regroup um, looking at a June 1st June podcast. 1st. <laughs> yes, Lorraine is correct. You didn't miss anything. You came at the perfect time because I was just about to start chapter 13. Right. So, um, but I did want to just mention that the podcast will be um, off for a couple weeks. Yes. Um, so we're back to the man in the black suit. Um, and as you can recall, things have been very stressful for Acacia. But she had some good girl time with her best buddy in Paris. And after strolling around and enjoying the sun, the coins that were dropped into the water, offering prayers and hope, panned out. And Acacia has an interview after weeks and weeks of trying. And she had been worried. And she was very concerned in the aftermath of the BRB um, kind of invading the Hotel Victoire that her identity uh, would be revealed in public. Um, so she'd set up a Google alert for any mention of her name or a photograph. And she was really worried that something would happen. Um, and this was actually a question I had for SR. Um, when uh, I was reading this, I was curious. So we sent him a couple questions for this chapter. And my question was, Acacia is monitoring the internet to make sure she is still under the radar. Have you or a member of your team set up a Google alert to track activity of Sylvain Reynard? So I, we posed the question to him. Uh, hey, Tierra, good to see you. Hey, Tierra. And um, so we asked SR if he or one of his, you know, if he does, if he sets up Google alerts for himself or if other people do that for him. And his response was that he appreciates the Google alerts notifications, although he doesn't do it, his team does. So I, I was, and I was happy to hear that because I think I even said if, if you don't, I hope you do, because it's a good way for you to find out what's going on um, out there. And to be honest with you, being the stalker that I am, or am not, <coughs> I, I have had a Google alert on for SR for quite a while now. And uh, I, ha I, you don't get a lot of notifications coming his way. But mm -hmm. when I do, it's usually because somebody has a PDF in another language language. 
of the Florentine or the man in the black suit. Oh. And mm -hmm. I, the first time I got one of these, I was like, oh my gosh, and then I've got to get a hold of him and let him know what's going on. So I emailed him and I, I said, please don't think of me as a stalker, but also this is what came through. And uh, he asked me to make sure that any time I get something like that to forward it off to him and then he'll give it off to whomever on his team follows through on that because you know that's it's it's stealing copyright uh, copyright infringement it's uh not just him it's the publisher it's the the printers and all that kind of stuff who who do the you create the uh the actual physical novel as opposed to the intellectual part of the property right part of the novel so you know so so <laughs> I reminded him that I am the stalker that I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing your job as a podcaster. That, well, that's yeah. it's all good. He appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, it, I, I can see honestly, it is helpful to be able to know. Obviously, I mean, he is has a lot of work out there, and you want to know what is going on and what's being said about you. Um, so you can correct anything that's inaccurate. So I appreciate the fact that he's, um, his team's monitoring him. Um, I think that's important. And Lorraine says, it's good you do that, Pam. See, you're not stalking, you're helping. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's what I can Well, hello. Hello, Kez. Hey, Kez. Oh, yeah, so, but in any event, that's, I've done that. I think that's great. So as, as we know, Acacia is uh, really worried. She's When she opens her email, she holds her breath um, because she just wants to be aware if someone identified her being tied to that BRB raid. Um, and another thing that she has done is really kept things quiet with her mom. Um, she hasn't been telephoning her. Instead, she's been emailing. Uh, because she is afraid that if she calls her mother, that her mother will pick up her anxiety on the telephone. And, uh, you know, I can understand she's really worried. Um, if she's not able to take care of her mother um, because she lost her job, that's going to put her mother in jeopardy. So I know it's really, really putting her in a tight spot. So by the end of the week... Acacia was really ready to quit the quit Victoire. Um, Monsieur Roy was having her watched for any infraction that could get her fired, and she knew. And I think if if you know of anyone who's kind of in a situation with a difficult boss, um, you Hello. kind of know. <laughs> you kind of know when they're uh, setting your their sights on you. So she knew it was only a matter of time. And she decided to keep Marcel's journal um, and delayed handing it over to the French police, um, really, because she didn't want him to use the journal against her and give her, have the journal be the reason she gets fired, which I, I don't blame her for that. Um, to protect yourself. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. So... As, as uh, she was uh, directed to do by Madame Bishop, uh, she did research KLH, and she found it was a really well-established employment firm. And she didn't know how they came across her name, but she uh, woke up really early on Friday to prepare for the interview. And, you know, she took extra care with her appearance, um, and she was really thankful for her tan skin uh, and not having to use a lot of cosmetics. Her parents had gifted her with beauty and an attractive figure that wore clothes well. So she, you know, was putting her best face forward as she got ready, um, walking through uh, as she entered KLH. It was very tight security, which I'm sure she appreciated. Uh, she had to remove her shoes and her jacket and go through security. Sounds like what I'll be doing tomorrow morning mm -hmm. in Newark, going through the airport security. 
And uh, the building was a modern high-rise in the financial district. So everything is mapping out. Everything's kind of going according to plan um, in terms of this is a really prestigious firm. She knows security's tight. So this looks like it's going to be a very, very um, a great organization to be affiliated with. So she waits outside Madame Bishop's office. Uh, of course, she has her best interview wear on. She dressed a bit conservatively, wore a suit, made sure she had her lapel print pins, which were, of course, points of pride to her. Uh, she wanted to be as professional as possible. And her assistant uh, ushered Acacia into Madame Bishop's office. And, you know, uh, Cassia more or less took a breath and walked into the office and she noted that Madame Bishop was a small woman with a low bun and red glasses. And uh, <laughs> Pam, Pam noted that she was a woman after her own heart wearing those red glasses. glasses. I, love glasses. I do too. And it's funny cause I had at one point, I had a pair that were red and pink, but I know it sounds dreadful, but they were actually really cool. Um, so I love that pop of color mm -hmm. and, uh, appreciate it. Hello, Joni. The gang is all here. We have Lorraine's been here. Lori, Tierra, Kez, and Joni. Hi, everybody. Uh, Acacia has just entered the office is ready to have her interview with Madame Bishop. And she shook her hand and, uh, Acacia was asked to sit down. Uh, she'd gone over the curriculum vitae and had spoken with the Paris Les Clef d'Or. And she had no noted several commendations that Acacia had received. So Acacia, at this point, I think is feeling pr pretty good about the interview. So far, so um, good. So, so, so one of the questions I... Oh, go ahead. No, yes, man, yes. Oh, no, I, I no. was... I was thinking with uh, Cassia uh, wanting to put her best face forward, you know, obviously it's very prestigious uh, as a concierge to be in Le Clef d'Or, so she really wanted to highlight those commendations. Um, one of the questions I had for SR uh, that we had asked him was about the character Madame Bishop. And as I wrote to him we said madame bishop is no pushover what was your inspiration for her character and sr had said that madame bishop wasn't based on anyone specifically but certainly she takes her inspiration from french women in general so he he was channeling a strong french woman when he thought and developed the character of madame bishop Channeling's Which I thought was cool. Yeah. Channeling's a good word. <laughs> research. Um. <laughs> I love it. Face on that one. Anyhow. I think you the know, more research, the better, Pam, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The more research, the more ha-ha-has you get. <laughs> We're having too much fun today. Yes. So, Madame Bishop told her that some of their clients are looking for more than just an executive assistant, so that she's just, she decided that, um, or she's been going through where, she, uh, through different concierges to, because they can do more than a executive assistant could, probably mm -hmm. because of the amount of networking that they have done. Uh, you know, if you're in a high-end hotel, especially like the Hotel Vitoire, um, you're you're going to be have a network of not just shopkeepers and tickets and that kind of thing, but you're also going to be calling forward to different uh, uh, hotels around the world. So you, you do develop certain relationships, and so mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why they where she was recruiting the talented concierges to work in the corporate sector. And uh, she said she that they had just recently recruited a junior concierge from the Shangri-La Hotel to serve as a personal com uh, concierge, and it had been working out so far. So she asked if she would be interested in doing something like that. 
Acacia believed that, you know, she had the capabilities to do that. And uh, so she was, it was inquired whether she would be able to maintain a consistently high level of service outside of Paris. And uh, she, as Acacia says, in, in her positions at both the Hotel Vitoire and the, and the one that she was at before, she was able to, uh, you know, assist guests from other countries into what they would have to do. And so she already had an international network, and it, it'd be good to be able, she'd be happy to cultivate that network. Uh, and she also had the uh, faculty of all the different languages she spoke, which also was a, would be a big asset. So Madame Bishop asked if she was, uh, uh, traveled if she had traveled much and she's basically saying she said no uh, but she liked it she liked the idea that she could be traveling as, as if anybody I mean any job that would make let me travel around the world I would do that I know yes please <laughs> although a lot of times I talk to people who travel a lot with their work and they're like you know we loved it at the beginning but it's just so exhausting now and tired of being away from home and mm -hmm. I get it I mean I do but for, for of, I don't know. It, it can be. I don't I mean, know. I think I have. I think I have the travel bug. I, I know. I the, not the last job I had, but the job that I left, that I had when I left New York, right before that. Mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of traveling with them. I, you know, I used to travel around the country and um, different parts of the country for different clients and different reasons. And I didn't have to travel as much as the salespeople did because the salespeople, they were supposed to be on the road most of the week. Um, right. You know, that, that was fine. Um, but, I, you know, maybe every two, three months I, I would have to go someplace. You know, I'd, I'd have to because I was I was doing training on, on a certain new system that was being brought into the company. So I'd have to go to Omaha. I'd have to go to San Francisco, uh, Chicago. Cool. Uh, Cincinnati, Florida, uh, Virginia, Texas, um, oh, St. Louis. Oh, I love St. Louis. Olaf, Kansas. Um, yeah, so I, I, in any event, I did, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of different traveling, so it was a lot of fun for me, anyway. So, yeah, so any job that could get me to do that, I'd be very happy with. Uh, so, exactly. Yes. So, uh, Madame Bishop says, according to your uh, your paperwork to Acacia, that you know you're Brazilian, and uh, that you have a work permit tied to your position at the Vitoire, which Acacia agreed with. She did have that, and uh, she says, well, why do you want to leave then? So you know, and it, that's a, that's a typical interview question. Why do you want to exactly? <laughs> if you like where you are, well, why do you want to leave? I don't like my boss, and he's a pain in the ass, and I don't want to run out. No, I say, but well, you know, I can't expand, expand my growth. Uh, there's no place for me to go, and you know, whatever. So, Which was smart. I give it to her. It was a smart response. It was a smart result, response that there was no room for the uh, promotion. And uh, she was e eager to expand her experiences so she could apply for a senior concierge position at some point in time. So, which brings the question, so you don't plan to be a personal assistant for, or executive assistant for a long period of time? And uh, Acacia's correct response was, well, it would depend upon the, the position. Uh, she also asked Acacia if she had, and had possessed any other talents that weren't listed, listed in her curriculum vitae. And uh, she well, you know, I enjoy sports. <laughs> and um, I try to stay physically fit. And I studied art history. Uh, and, when, and then she was asked if there was anything else. And Acacia sort of got the idea that maybe she was looking for uh, trying to find something more coming out of her. Right. And uh, she's going... Uh, no, I think that's all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, Madam Bishop comes back and says, well, you know, as of any prospective employee, we have to con conduct a background check, which they do. My last job, I, they, they contacted me three times because one of my referrals did not get back to them right away. And I had to call them up and say, 
Um, Dave, could you help me out here? They've been trying to contact you, and, you know, and... Oh, okay, Pammy, no problem, no problem. <laughs> so I know that they do that. Um, but they, you know, they wanted to do that. And, and, and they would also have to sign a non-disclosure agreement or an NDA. Uh, their clients expected a lot of confidentiality, and that's why, why they would do that. Uh, when, you know, even if you might glean, well, any information uh, you might get, they don't want you to give out. No. My, my last jobs, my, not Gemini, but the one before, mm -hmm. I had to sign one, and I had to re-sign it with every review. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and because there was a lot of proprietary information that we were going through. And, uh, you know, I can honestly say that not only did I have to sign them, but I also have a gambling license or did have a gambling license in Atlantic City, New Jersey, because I had, <laughs> I had a client, Harris Casinos, and they would do these uh, promotional mailings for their uh, their big base. You know, the you know if you go to a casino, you can get a card saying that you do this and you can get comped rooms and meals and whatever. So mm -hmm. I, because Atlantic City's gambling uh, board uh, was quote unquote so strict that they had to have they had to sign this you know, considering Donald Trump uh, had so many uh, casinos down there um, and none of them really did financially well so it was amazing that I had to sign one anyway so, so I was with Harris so, uh, which was fun um, but in any event so she had to sign all this stuff and uh, Akasi was like, well, you know, as a concierge, I do have to keep conf keep everything confidential. You know, just look at the crazy sh requests she was getting as her on, on the night shift of the as a concierge. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so she's like, the madame's like, excellent. She says, uh, let's go over, give you a few minutes to go over the uh, agreement, and if you accept it, sign it on the bottom. She also asked if uh, she could see her passport, and she was going to have her assistant photocopy it. So Keisha got her passport and a work permit and gave it to Madame Bishop for, so that the assistant could go off and she could photocopy them for, for her. And that's, you know, that's all standard, you know, standard operating procedure, oh, yeah. really. That it is, you know, and... and the NDA, NDAs are so weird, and, and it, you know, what cracks me up about the NDAs right now is with all the um, uh, stuff with Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too movement going on right now, and all the NDAs that are out there that had to be signed by different people, or, you know, it just, how much can we trust those NDAs now? It's kind of, right. Kind of my Exactly. So. Well, they're just a matter it's a matter of standard kind of protocol in business that I think we're all accustomed to. Um, so it's, you know, it's not surprising that you're asked to sign NDAs. You know, I think that's kind of something that's been expected. So, yeah, you know, and, and when you work for a company that does proprietary software information on how they process things, then, uh, that's something, you know, like, because there's so many competitors. I mean, we were um, Info USA, which was home office in, in Omaha, Nebraska. There were other companies, Axiom, which was in Arkansas, and um, Neodata, which was bought out by somebody, and they were in, in Boulder, Colorado, and there was a mm -hmm. big TransUnion. Uh, the Credit Bureau people also did stuff. And, you know, so... Everybody's trying to see what the other one's doing as far as, because when, you know, you, you know, as, as, as horrible as these credit card mailings or catalog mailings that are constantly coming around, the, the point is, is that you're only supposed to get one copy of these things. And right. so they came to my company to have that and they would do merge purge work and stuff. And, and everybody's merge purge process was different. So. Well, and. It makes, you know, it does make a, sense. A quick direct marketing course. <laughs> <laughs> we could hire you. Um, uh, so, as, as we were just talking about, it was a fairly standard NDA. It kind of goes over the who, what, where, when, and why. 
um, and that she was what she was supposed to keep confidential. She read it twice, signed it. She wasn't quite sure how the interview went, um, you know, after kind of as I think it's she felt she started off strong. And then I think Acacia maybe wasn't able to read Madame Bishop really well. Um, she said, it, you know, she was thinking it was quite different from other interviews that she's had. But she knew that they would not find anything um, damning on her passport or fingerprints. Um, or if they pulled her birth certificate from Brazil, they wouldn't find anything unusual. So, you know, in that respect, she felt she felt pretty confident. Um, when Madame came back, Madame had asked if she had signed the agreement. Um, which she did. Uh, she returned her passport and work permit to Acacia. And uh, once the NDA was signed, and uh, Madame confirmed that, she said, great, there is someone here. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, there's someone here who uh, is in the office today who expressed an interest in meeting you. And would you mind having... Uh, second interview. So, of course, Akasi is thinking this is her lucky day. Um, so, she agreed. And that's not unusual in business either. No. You know, sometimes if another hiring manager or client is in, um, happen to be in town, uh, the firm wants to save the extra trip. So, if they can make it work, they'll have a second interview on the spot. Um, and I also think sometimes they do that to test to see how the candidate handles surprises. Flexibility and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Acacia agreed. Madame uh, had her come this way and waited for Acacia to bring all of her things down the hall um, to a conference room. So how many of you are just waiting for this moment, right? Yeah, really. I, I was, you know, I was very curious who would be at the other end of that door and which direction it would go. And um, so she opened the door and Madame Bishop addressed a Monsieur Cassirer. And she said, Monsieur, I'd like to introduce you to Mademoiselle Acacia Santos of the Hotel Victoire. And Lorraine Mademoiselle. Said, knew who it was. <laughs> the part was priceless. I could only imagine her face. <laughs> I know, right, Lorraine? This is why we need this on the screen. Yes. I am telling you, this was so great. And, of course, you know, Acacia heard um, this, dark, this deep voice respond, and he said, thank you. Um, I was ready to ask a couple of questions of the candidate. And Madame closed the door. I know this was so great. The way he wrote it, yeah, Joni agrees. Great scene. Uh -huh. I mean, I, this was like, this is what you were, we were wondering when this was going to happen, right? Right. So still, the gentleman is not looking towards her. She's, he's more, his back's still to her, toward her. And so... She sees the broad back of a tall man standing at the window, um, staring at the financial district. So when he said bonsoir, bonjour, mademoiselle, and turned, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it because she just, I just was shock, pure shock. She put her hand over her mouth as she realized the man who stood in front of her was none other than Monsieur Breckman. Oh, uh, so great. Dum, dum, and of dum. course, he ends it there and leaves us hanging. Of course. I loved that part. I love the way it was written. I love the cadence of it. Um, I love the back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um and you I'm trying to remember. I wish I would have written it down. How if I if I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's Breckman, or if I was thinking, hmm, I'm not sure which direction this is going to go, I, and I, I can't remember what I thought. <laughs> yes, it was a holy f moment. <laughs> it was a holy f moment, definitely. 
Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, was. It was. I it mean, was. I, I mean, I can just imagine, you know, you know, she's like, oh, well, you know, maybe, you know, whoever and goes in and this being maybe it'll be a great job and whatever. She's got right. all this going on in her head. And then he opens the door. She sees a nice, you know, tall sort of. A handsome, handsome, I kind of envisioned, you know, the whole Christian Grey staring out the big glass yes, yes. wall moment. Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. In fact, I should have asked SR that if that was kind of what he was envisioning when he wrote it. <laughs> and, uh, or maybe it was something he's done in his past, in his life as a non author. In his, you know, this is true. Pseudonym life. Maybe he was the man who was standing at the window at some point in time. Maybe he was the man in the black suit. Well, I don't know about that, but, you know, could, could be. Could be. You know, I, he travels a lot, so, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was an art uh, dealer or going after art dealers or anything like that. But, you know, and, and anyway, he likes to travel. Yeah. I love it. But, I, you know, I did. I mean, it was like, first of all, I, to be very honest with you, from the very beginning of the book till we got to this part. I'm like, who in the hell is Pierre Bregman? <laughs> I know. I really, I did not, in the very beginning, I did not put two and two together. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, I thought, and then I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'm losing it and it's not Nicholas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, and Lorraine, I love it. Lorraine said, maybe, Pam, you write about things you experience sometimes. Yes. And she said she didn't know how Akasi was going to react. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. Like, nope. that was the beauty of the scene. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just say Pam needs to write a book. But Well, one of the <laughs> things that I've learned in, not, not for myself, but from listening to authors, would-be authors, or would-be writers, um, is write what you know. Right. It's easier to pull from experience when you're writing a story. To You know, it doesn't have to be exactly the way the experience happened, um, but, you know, it, you know, you write what you know. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, what a way to end the chapter. It is I, well, and I, I wonder, you know, in terms of her reaction, like Lorraine was saying, how would she react? I'm thinking she probably wants her money back <laughs> from the river uh, when she gave the money to the river gods. Yeah, really. Thank you for this. <laughs> She probably wants to, to collect that back. <laughs> I don't mind coming here and interviewing, but this? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a big... That was a big surprise. It was. It I was. thought. That it was. Mm-hmm. So, we do have some affirmations. Yes, we do. This week. Um, <clears throat> I just want to state one personally for myself. I want to thank everybody uh, who, as you know, I broke my foot last week. And everybody has been. A week ago today, actually. Yep. And everybody's been asking me how I am and how I was doing it. I'm doing and aside from being swollen tonight because I didn't have the boot on all day um, because I was driving people around um, it's it's coming along and uh, you know it swells up every now and then and I just put it up put some ice on it and I keep the boot on whenever I can thankfully I don't have to sleep with that so I want to thank everybody for their kind wishes on that I appreciate it that's great uh, we have several affirmations today, and Lori actually is saying she's so sorry, Pam. And I, I just remember Pam actually texted me, <laughs> texted <laughs> me her picture of her foot in this air cast, and I could not believe it. I thought of all the things Pam needs to be dealing with right now. Yeah, really. <laughs> the worst part is it's the right foot, and. You, you know, it, which means that you can't put your foot in the gas pedal or the brake. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you have a dog and that it needs to be walked a couple of times a day. 
Exactly. And, uh, I, you know, you have to go up and down stairs, and, and I had to do laundry this week, so, you know, like I do laundry every day, every week, I don't, maybe every other mm -hmm. but because um, it's just me, so. Uh, you know, so I was like, I had to get my son to take my laundry out of the way to the basement when it was done, bring it all the way back upstairs again. And uh, he's he's um, semi-helpful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he, 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 if I ask him to do something, he generally will do it. But, you know, I'm also stubborn. I don't like to ask. And thank you, Joni, for your prayers. I appreciate that. Yes. So. And I, um, yeah, it's, it's. It's been, uh, I know you've had a rough week and just like getting a, a acclimated to having that. And um, I'm hopeful, though, that you are going to be able to rest it enough so you have a speedy recovery. Well, and uh, Kez, <laughs> I just took the words right out of Kez's uh -huh. uh, chat um, comment, and I didn't even see it when I was saying it. Kez is wishing you a speedy recovery as well. Um so in addition to your lovely affirmation, we have several beautiful ones today. Um, the lovely Lady J had a great affirmation, and I had not realized this until I, I read it. She said, think what time flies by. Today, on May 9th, six years ago, Sylvain Reynard gifted us with Gabriel's rapture. Ladies, can you believe six years ago. I can't believe it. Thank you for your kind words um, as she was responding to Bay. Hope you're heading home soon. And that was, uh, I, I just can't believe, I cannot believe the, um, it's been six years since that book came out. It's I shocking. And what a gift. Yes, completely because and Lorraine hearted this, definitely. Lots of hearts, actually. I'm hearting it, too. Um, and, and speak... Oh, yes, ma'am. I was going to say, in for MJ. Uh, yes. She uh, was uh, right as far as uh, Lady J's uh, comment about the six years. She says, good luck today she, to uh, Leslie and Pam. She said her affirmation was, I am brave, I am strong, I am unique. And I never give up. I am Raven. I love that. And let me tell you, she's lived up to that this week. Um, and I actually had mentioned to her that I was struck by how similar her experiences were between the hospital scenes in Constellation and what she was going through as a parent with a child who is in a very uh, serious, ill, seriously ill situation. So um, thank you very much for that, Bay. And Joni says amen to that. Uh, Lorraine, yes, oh, hopefully that would be great. And Lorraine sent a lovely affirmation this week. And thank you for this, Lorraine. Uh, she says, I encounter a lot of ignorant people when I'm out with my son. But there's always that one that goes out of their way with their kindness and compassion. This I am very grateful for. It restores my faith in humanity and gives me the courage to go out again. Which is a beautiful affirmation, Absolutely. Maureen. Absolutely. And when you see people doing these small acts of kindness, honestly, I think of some of the characters in books that I've read. I think of Julia. I think of Raven. I think of uh, people I know. And a lot of you all out there, this is the type of person you are, which is why this community is such a special community um, and, and special to me personally. Um, it's, it's really energizing and rejuvenating to be speaking with everyone because um, everybody kind of supports and lifts each other up. Yes, we do. Yes, Kez, that is beautiful. And we have one more final affirmation. I didn't know if you wanted to read that, sure. Pam, or if I should read that. Yes. And Lorraine says, Julia and Raven always comes to her mind um, when people are doing kindnesses. Uh, Karen, Karen's uh, affirmation is that she's so thankful that she found SR six years ago and then stepped out of her comfort zone and connected with SR on Twitter 
which grew into a beautiful community of support, love, and friendship. Lovely. Yep. Just lovely. You know, and, and it's true. I mean, you think about this community, I mean, of, of all the different areas where we all are, whether it, it be uh, Venezuela or Brazil or Honduras, Colombia, Lebanon, um, England, mm-hmm. uh, Australia, you know, it, it's just an amazing group of women uh, that, that have all been able to get together around SR and just, you know, it's, 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 it's such a great community to be in. It's, it's loving. It's, it embraces you. There's um, so much kindness that comes out of it, you know. Truly, truly. I agree. I completely agree. It's been a real blessing for many of us. It has been. And we're, no matter what happens, whether it's a hurricane or an illness or something, there or something to celebrate. We're all together for to encourage and congratulate everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. And Kez just commented, she's so glad she did. You did step out of your comfort zone, KK. We gained so much because you did, which is beautiful. Agreed. So this is, you know, this is why we do the podcast. We like to share, um, share thoughts and ideas with other people um, regarding this wonderful book and this wonderful author that we all uh, adore. And, you know, I think this is just another great example. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today on the podcast and uh, encourage everyone to uh, continue to be kind to each other. And uh, keep, you know, keep an eye out for upcoming announcements because, as SR says, there's a lot coming out. Big news is coming. I cannot uh, wait. And for those who joined a little later, just a reminder: um, we are going to be on hiatus for the rest of May. Um, so, because uh, Lucky Leslie gets to be in Greece. But she's not going to be able. She's not going to have um, Wi-Fi information there. So we'll be back on Friday, June first at 9 p.m. And I believe that is uh, uh, 9 a.m. June second in Australia. And so that'll be good for Kez and for Susie and for everybody that comes through. And uh, we may have a special guest. I'm just waiting for the confirmation on that. So. We yes, were, yes, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful yeah, you will all enjoy it us. very much. And uh, so we'll go from there. And uh, we want to wish everybody a good Mother's Day. That'll be celebrating here in the States and in Canada uh, this week, weekend. And uh, enjoy. And we will speak to you again June 1st. Yes, everyone. Thank you for your wishes of safe travels. If I see Nicholas and Nicostia and Santorini, I will let you know. We may or may not be going. We haven't confirmed that part of the trip yet, but I will keep you posted. <laughs> That'll be awesome. And whenever you can get pictures out, get pictures out, please. I will most definitely, my friend. I know, I know you're going on to a uh, sort of a uh, social media blackout for a bit, but if you can, that would be wonderful. <laughs> if I can at least slip one or two. Maybe we'll... Maybe, Maybe when we hit a cafe or something, I, and I can send something out, I will. Because yeah, I will miss you guys. You are, you are a part of my, my, daily, uh, my daily friendship, my daily uh, camaraderie. So uh, thank you all so very much. And we will miss you. We'll miss you. And I guess again, we'll be back on June 1st. And uh, we will have all kinds of fun on that. I'll get the confirmation. So watch the Twitter feed because it will be out there. Have a good night, everyone. Yes, everyone. Have a great evening and a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day. And I'm going to leave you with a little Astra Gilberto in Once I Loved. Because love is the saddest thing when it goes away. 